0: Hello, welcome Manjiguero to The Life Capoeira. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, So first, you'd like to um, tell me, how did you get started with Capoeira? What drew you to this wonderful art?
1: Yeah, definitely. First, uh, I would like to say, I think this might be my first podcast, or maybe I've done some before and I'm forgetting right now. So uh, it's nice to be here with you for this, uh, I don't know, however we're going to talk for. And um, I started Capoeira when I was nine years old. Um, I used to play the video game, the Sony PlayStation game called uh, Tekken 3. And there there was this character called Eddie Gordo. Yes. He was my favorite uh, player. And I used to choose it all the time, me and my brother as well. Um, At that time, it was 2002, if I'm not mistaken. Capoeira was very popular in Israel. It still is, but it was like the new trend, the new fashion that came into Israel. And it was all over the news and there was a lot of people practicing and I had a class. I mean, there was a new capoeira classes that were open pretty close to my house. And my brother went there. I think it's like a five, a 10 minutes drive. mm mm-hmm. And he came back from his first class and he was super excited. And he told me that there he learned um, moves just like Eddie Gordo. So I was immediately into it. I went with him for the second class. And I've also called a friend of mine, my best friend at the time. I was 10 years old. And I have a strong the picture in my mind of teaching us of the co instructor helping the instructor and teaching us um, away from the group, teaching us our mother. And I remember he was explaining how you should twist your body in order to generate torque so you can kick uh, fast. Mm-hmm. So I twisted my body as he asked us, both of us did. And then when I let my leg go for the kick, I hit my, my friend's stomach. Oh. So I decided, and, and he started crying so i decided to sign up to capoeira <laughs>
2: that's
1: that's a joke i like to tell but um that's not the reason i signed up but it was a uh, all my own uh, history with capoeira i started with a teacher a male and after it was like a summer course they wanted to see if there's any interest in a uh, capoeira class and it was in august so, in September, they started a new a new year, and we had a, another teacher, which is my teacher still today and uh, she her name is uh, tamal, her personal name and in Capoeira mm-hmm. her name is her nickname is kalkara, which is a type of a bird that eats her own um children kids i don't know how do you say it when a bird it's a bird kid it's cannibalistic like their own chick Yeah. And uh, yeah, cannibalistic. Kind of so I've been training with her since then. And at a certain point, after I've been training with her for about eight years, I think, and I went through the instructor course led by mestri Idan, her teacher. Mm-hmm. And then she took me aside and she told me she thinks I should train with Idan more often with mestri Idan. So, and so I did. So I had about uh, another, I guess, seven years or eight years from 17 to 25, maybe, or maybe 24, that I trained uh, r- regularly with mercedes Dan, sometimes uh, four or five days a week. And that was a huge period. I mean, I had a, I had a lot of learning. I learned a lot from him during this period, mm-hmm. because... I got to spend a lot of time with him, and he's he's really been a he's really not saying been, but a, it's still today is a role model for me. And, and I've got to spend with him time also outside of the class time. I got to drive with him to. I've joined him in his workshops, or I got to help him, co assist him in his teaching, and maybe just playing samba or having a barbecue and having just time to get to know the person more than what he teaches
0: i think that's one of the things i like about capoeira as well is is that social element that you get with your instructors and and fellow students and things like the sort of driving and barbecues and 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 so on those social events i think it helps um with the arts and, and obviously capoeira, I think, is more than just the moves and the music. It's, it, there's a lot of stuff to it and I think that social side is a fantastic part as well. So what have you learned from being a capoeira teacher? I know myself as a teacher that teaches me a lot. Well, what sort of lessons has it given you?
1: Mm. I've been teaching since 2008. Mm. I was teaching first for my teacher mostly kids later on i got to open my my own classes which was in another uh, village nearby mm-hmm. later on i moved to where i teach now uh, in a city called judah's stone avenue Yehuda, mm-hmm. uh, and there i've been teaching for the last uh, 10 years other than that Uh, My teacher, my first teacher, Master Tamal, she decided to stop uh, teaching wherever she's been teaching when I started for the last 16 years. And she passed on her job to me. So currently I have uh, these two locations, these two Capoeira centers um, that I teach in and that I have my staff teaches in. And we have another and uh, we have classes also in a village nearby here where i live it's a uh, it's like we call it uh, a valley because uh, it's like a lot of villages and um, under one uh, district maybe is the, word, the right word mm-hmm. i don't know um, it's a hard question what has capoeira been teaching me what is, what is what did i learn as a capoeira
0: I think for, for me, it's as a teacher, it's it gives you a deeper appreciation of the moves and, and thinking about what you're doing with your body. And I think when you very first start with something like capoeira, initially, you have to be pointed in the right direction of where to put your hands and your feet and your legs and so on. And then it becomes second nature. And and certainly when I've been teaching, sometimes I'll get a question from a student that's saying, oh, what are you doing with your foot there? And I'll think, actually, I don't know. I'm just doing it. And I think you start off thinking about all of those things and eventually they then become just part of the movement and i think then having had that experience with capoeira of, of, of getting to that point where it's just one single movement it's not you put your foot there then you turn your body and then you let your leg go and so i find it gives me a deeper appreciation of the the movements that we have and the different perspectives that people have and i think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed your content on YouTube, which is where I first found out about you, because I always enjoy seeing other teachers teaching as well and seeing how they explain things and how they approach, a, you know, a complicated move or of my day job as a science teacher, a complicated scientific idea and how to get those across and how to break them down. And I uh, say so those are some of the things that teaching has given me. Um mentioning YouTube there what was it that led you to begin putting your lessons online so that everybody could benefit from them?
1: We'll get into this question but I think I would like to respond to the last question sure first. Uh, my mind went another way it went more to I think I learned one of the most uh, valuable lessons I've learned of being a teacher is how to communicate right now we're talking in English so it It's a bit more difficult for me to to communicate as I would like, or as I'm used to.
0: I wish I could speak a foreign language as well as you can speak your English. (laughs)
1: Um, And another thing was, I've been teaching for 14 years now. And I think uh, in a quick uh, calculation, I've taught, I don't know, a few thousands of mostly kids. And I think I really, um, I don't know what's the right word. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that I have my own opinion formed about education and the importance of movement in our lives as humans. Mm -hmm. And I'm also really interested in the body's mechanics, as you were talking about uh, dissecting techniques into simple human uh, movements. And I'm also interested in, I mean, being a teacher helped me see capoeira as an art, I guess. And you were asking me why did I Uh, Upload my lessons onto YouTube. So the sentence that I go with, that I tell myself, that's been in my mind for all this time, is that capoeira has given me so much and I want to give something back. I want to be valuable for the capoeira as an art form and for the community of capoeira. And i want to provide people the opportunity to learn capoeira even if there isn't a capoeira class anywhere near them i believe it's a very common situation
0: yeah i agree if you the, sort of the capoeira subreddits and and as a discord server i'm on frequently have people coming on saying that they you know in a in a particular place but there's no capoeira nearby and talk about sort of learning online and i think obviously, there's a it's really good that you you have these really well resourced lessons and lesson plans out there because as well as the tu- youtube tutorials obviously you've, you've started having sort of comprehensive lessons and, and packages that go through not just you know an individual move but a whole um a whole module basically Mia Gino course uh for example i know that you've just released your your new lesson uh back would you like to talk about that
1: yeah in this subject, I can talk for day and night. <laughs> so I wanted to say that one of the reasons I create the course is because I feel that I can really see in my mind a great uh, workout plan or development progression plan for a person that has no experience to get to a very high level of capoeira if he's able to implement... What he's being taught, which is very difficult. Training by yourself is also very difficult. Yes. In addition, I mean, learning capoeira is very difficult because it's an art form which has no certain shape. Maybe that's the right. Uh, no, I, I agree. Feel, I don't feel that's the right wording, but I'm trying to convey uh, the, an idea. Yeah, and, it's
0: a complex idea, and I think I, I agree with what you say. It's hard to say that capoeira doesn't have a, a fixed shape. I think that's a good good way of describing it.
1: Yeah, and that's part of the magic. It's mysterious. It has no one definition. It cannot be defined, maybe. I don't know, maybe. Um, and so what I'm trying to do with my lessons is helping people, giving them a, a flashlight into this forest of of movement, and much more my my lessons are mostly about movement in capoeira there's mm-hmm. many other fields involved in capoeira and i i believe you can learn capoeira from your own home from wherever you are and i think that uh, conception is not very um how do you say commonly used commonly i don't know what's the wording commonly held belief i think that I know phrases in English but I don't know how to say them in the right time (laughs) that's okay so I want to be I would love to be a a messenger with this message because I believe it can impact people's life in a very significant way similar to how I was impacted, impacted in my life with Capoeira by Capoeira um, and m- by me doing this, I also learn, and I want to. Hook up, I want the. I want Capoeira to have a documented. Um, how would how should I say it? A documented Capoeira right. training
2: plan. Mm-hmm.
1: I think if we'll have this kind of stuff, our sport and our art will develop more. Develop i'm again i feel uh, missing the world it sounds like you're saying that
0: by having a a record a document of of how to do these moves not just written down but also visually with the videos that actually it will help capoeira to develop because more people will be able to access it and and dip their toes into the water of capoeira and then maybe if they like it take the full plunge
1: That, and also people that are already into capoeira will have a knowledge base they can go to.
0: Yeah, certainly. I found for myself, obviously, coming with capoeira experience to your lessons and seeing some of your courses, that they're really good from my perspective because they give those slightly different angles the different takes that you have on the different ways that you break it down. And I I think there's always value and benefit to even experienced capoeiristas looking towards other capoeira players at any level and and seeing how they do their moves what their philosophies and ideas are behind capoeira because as you say it isn't something that can easily be put into a box it's there's a lot to capoeira there are a lot of avenues and a lot of paths that you can go down and um i think it's really good that you make these resources for people
1: um thank you Another thing I've been thinking is I cannot grasp grasp that we've been having amazing posters, amazing artists, amazing athletes, amazing teachers, and they're gone I mean for any kind of reason, and all that's left of them is the the person the peoples that they have encountered um memories of them and we don't get to enjoy maybe they left some cd's which is definitely a, a not some sort of a knowledge source we can learn of now 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 that i'm saying that i'm actually understanding that that's why our music today is where it is it's mostly um, based on uh, the past music recordings that we have. Mm-hmm. So in Capoeira, we don't have as much as we do in a, We don't have past sources in a video as much as we have in audio, I guess. Yeah. I think so. I'm not sure, but I, I think so. I think... Um, I don't I know if you've heard the... The
0: Little Capoeira book by Nestor Capoeira, because always, if it's not that, it's one of his others. But he's, he's written about his sort of lesson plans and, and how he structured and, and, and taught his lessons. And I think we do have some of those glimpses of the past, like mestre Bimba's sequences uh, and people writing about how he taught. But it'd be interesting if we could go back, you know, to the 1800s and see how Capoeira looked then, I bet it would be very different.
1: Definitely I'm, I love Capoeira books. And I really like Mestre and books, and it has affected me a lot. And, and maybe today's books are the videos that's more than the media which we communicate. For example, in Jiu Jitsu, there's infinite amount of uh, instructional videos, courses that you can take from mm-hmm. all the best athletes and all of the best teachers and it just seems to me reasonable that we can we can we can enjoy the same benefits that the jiu jitsu world is enjoying by having a lot of people creating instructional content mostly premium which is taught out and combines all their years of experience when I say premium, I mean like a course, yeah, or or CD. I mean an album, a music album.
0: I was saying I think it was Nestor that wrote that cabareters shouldn't give away everything that they have for free. Um, and I think, obviously, modern society there's a lot of expectation that things online should be free. But also, I think that obviously, instructors like yourself do need uh, remuneration. But the effort that goes into creating courses like you do, I think it'll be interesting to see how these ideas evolve, because I think the arms line a bit of a mix of both with things like your YouTube channel, where you've got a lot of really good content, which anyone can access. And then obviously if they want to, to take it further, they can then invest in, in the courses that you've created.
1: Yeah, in, in YouTube, you can find a lot of great videos. I mean, I'm not talking just about Capoeira. I mean, any field. Um, but whenever you try and pay the premium price for content that's not available for everyone, only then you get the chance to understand how it's different. Mm. Also, I have a dream, a goal to, to have a platform where I can also showcase others people's courses and uh, training processes or i'm not talking just about movement but i would like to have to to have a place where i can center a lot of capoeira's knowledge in this kind of a courses form Mm -hmm. which i find very valuable and very um what's the word transform
0: transformational
1: transformational Yeah, I think that's one of the things that some
0: people who aren't in the world of capoeira don't always appreciate is that it's it's more than just the movements. There's the music, there's the, the philosophical side, uh, there's obviously the rich cultural history of where capoeira came from um, and so much more. And obviously people uh, of all faiths and none can come to it and that there's those influences from things like Condomble or Catholicism and everything else and that rich Cultural mix and the things that feed into to Capoeira. and I, I remember at a workshop once we spent some time actually just doing some Brazilian um, playground games that children would play and and um, I forget who ran the workshop, but they were saying basically when you play in the Hodder you you need to be sort of playful and, and actually having this understanding of of where play comes from for Brazilians and maybe adding those elements of movement into how you play capoeira and it was just sort of an interesting idea about thinking of those sides of say of brazilian culture that will just feed into people in the harder which they wouldn't necessarily explicitly mention in a a standard capoeira class um i think it's really good if you could uh, get a platform like that going
1: what i'm hearing of what you're saying is how valuable was a certain workshop for you and that's that's that made me think why shouldn't people have the option and the ability to experience similar experience to what you've had Mm -hmm. from anywhere they are i mean i don't know i've probably i'm probably not going to encounter the person who you had this workshop with but what if i could if i could just go online and have the same and have him teach the same class he taught in the workshop through a video mm. and also there's another benefit um, for having people teach online uh, courses i mean premium content is it helps them um, make a living and by that they can research deeper and immerse themselves more into capoeira as a capoeira teacher, which comes back to the community and giving them more quality content to to learn, to consume. It's, It's very holistic. The community, the people who are learning capoeira or interested in learning capoeira, are giving back to the teacher and the teacher is giving back to the students. It's nice, isn't it?
0: It is. It's very nice. I think and that's how things should be. It's always sort of cyclical, um, both for the giving and the the taking, and and how things flow.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a community of people helping a person, an artist creating his art, and helping him uh, be able and enjoying his art.
0: Well, Now seems like a good time. Would you like to talk a bit about the latest course that you're offering and how our listeners might be able to access that?
1: Yeah, definitely. And the takedowns and fight technique course, I think is the fifth course I've created. It all started when I was about 14 or 15, and I went to help in another group's show. So first we had a show and I know there's going to be a Hoda after the show. And me and my friends, we were about four or five teenagers, went to help them and, uh, and and stayed for the Hoda. So at the show, one of the guys from the other group, for some reason, I don't know why, usually in in shows we have more open and more presentable game, which is usually more acrobatics and not so competitive, unless Mm it's a a takedown presentation or something like that. Usually you talk that ahead with your partner. And I kicked a Mialua and he tried to go for a banda. I don't remember what was before that situation, but I remember things were getting heated up. And when he went for the banda, I transformed my Mialua into Chizoa, which it took him down directly on his back and he gasped for air. And after, after that show, we had the Hoda. And in the Hoda, another guy from his group played with me. There's this game, you can find it on YouTube. It's called the Manjinguero and Cogomelo. And there, this guy, uh, uh, we play, and at a certain point, I make him pretty, I don't know, I I kicked Meoji French, he tried to go for a banda, then I jumped and I used my Meoji French leg to push him off. And uh, he lost his, his balance, push him off his one leg because he was standing, was trying to do banda at the same time. So he fell and when he came back, came back with a really aggressive kick and he kicked my face while I had both of my hands on the ground as I was finishing up a hole. After that kick, he keeps on uh, attacking several times. In a period of a second, I go for a cartwheel and he kicks my head while I'm I'm in the cartwheel then I understand that this situation is not going anywhere and I mm. go out of the circle. I go out, out of the horror and I come back and I shake his hand. I'm not sure why I shake his hand, kind of probably a habit. But on second thought, I would not have shaken uh, someone's hand after he treated me like that. After mm. Yeah. I felt it was unfair. And some of my friends got to see that video. And their comment was that I should have played in another way, which is more, um, less enabling him to act as he did, more protective. And that was when I decided to Invest most of my time into the takedowns and capoeira's fight techniques. Capoeira's fight technique is not a term that exists anywhere. I was simply trying to come up with a name that will be understood by anyone who approaches it. Yeah. I'm talking about the course is actually divided into three chapters. The first one is takedowns, and the fight techniques are straight kicks and how to use your hands as an attacks that are setups for the straight kicks or the takedowns. And there's more into the course than that, but this is the gist of it. So I remember a time I used to choose each takedown and I would try to apply it once a game in every game I played for about a month or a month or two. That was one of the catalysts for me um, getting better and actually managing to fly a takedown and have it function. Other than that, that was also the time that I got to train with Master Idan closely, and he's a martial art freak. He used to be a black, he used to train in karate, karate, mm-hmm. and he had his. His black belt, I think, at about uh, when he was fourteen years old. Later on, he became a self-defense instructor for the army, for very highly elite mm-hmm. soldiers. And other than that, he practiced uh, jujitsu. So his his vision of capoeira was really affected by his love to martial arts. That's why he developed a lot of techniques and sequences that I've learned from him. And those are also incorporated into this course. So people who have been watching Israel's capoeira and been liking these videos for the last 15 years, you're, in the course, you'll get the essence of, of this aspect of capoeira how it has been taught to me and my friends in israel yeah
0: brilliant i think the final question that i like to do with these podcasts mestre bimba said that capoeira is treachery and mestre prashtina capoeira is everything that you eat i know we've talked about this a little bit before but if you'd be asked what is capoeira how would you try and answer that question?
1: What first comes up to mind is relating to what I've said earlier. Maybe something like capoeira is undefinable
2: or capoeira is mysterious.
1: Um, Other than that, I think the second thing that comes to mind is art. and maybe maybe we should look up what art is it's also pretty hard to define
0: yeah i agree it's it's um it's a good question well thank you very much for your time today and and talking about your your life in capoeira uh is there anything you'd like to finish the episode with to say to the listeners
1: yeah I wanted to say it earlier, and I'm going to say it now. I think it's a good time. It's a good message to end with. I know that capoeira, in order to keep on growing in capoeira, there are three pillars. This I learned of Mestre Umbrim, that that is located in New York. The first pillar is having a teacher or a group, or you can call it a home, where you can go and learn capoeira. The second pillar is training capoeira at home, where you get to uh, hone the skills that you've been learning in in the classes. And the third pillar is playing capoeira outside of your home. There you can uh, test out what you've drilled in your home. First you learn, then you drill, and then you try it out in the harder to see if it actually has been worth your time or was it a good training method? Did it, did it lead you to where you were aiming to go, to, to reach? And afterwards, it becomes a cycle. After you've tested out your techniques, in the hoda or your strategies or whatever then you learn then you come up with some sort of a conclusion maybe it's a good strategy maybe it should be improved somehow and then what you've learned outside maybe you took a workshop when i say outside i mean playing in the hoda so Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be playing in the hoda It just doing capoeira in any sort of way, outside of your normal group and your normal teacher. And so it can be a workshop as well. So you got into a conclusion, let's say you took a workshop and there was one idea, drill, movement you really liked. Then you take that and you bring it back to your group. And then you see how does your group or your teacher, how do they relate to that? To that? And you give value back to where you're learning from. And you're if there let's say there's a group of person that are really invested in Capoeira, to capoeira, and they're doing that together. Let's say three friends of mine are capoeira nerds like me, and each of one keeps on developing his capoeira and his conception of capoeira. Then we all meet in the class and we have a lot of information and knowledge to exchange. And that way we fertilize the ground, our home to grow even more. Um, and I know that training capoeira at home is difficult for many people. And what I'm trying to do, one of my goals is to help people understand the importance of training at home and assist them with content, workout plans, instructional videos. Because I believe if you'll be able to develop a habit where you train at home, you'll get to see how impactful it is and how impactful capoeira is in your life i mean you'll be able to experience more of what capoeira has to offer because it will become an everyday thing for you it will become your second nature it's more like a a battery where when you charge it with more information experience training you get recharged in your love for capoeira and menti- mentally, physically, emotionally. I've been uh, learning psychotherapy, uh, phys- physio-psychotherapy, physical psychotherapy mm-hmm. for the last two years. And through these learnings, I got to see the impact that movement has on us. And mentally emotionally through our physical and i can I can see that in Capoeira, and which takes me to tell you another thing which is not related to a last message I want to tell uh, to to leave you with what I was talking before mm-hmm. and I also have a goal of in my in my mission to get more people into capoeira and capoeira more people i was trying to think how can i simplify it and make it more accessible i think access is is the bottleneck and i've seen in other fields such as surfing that when the soft surfboard was invented which is a which is a board which is more light and it floats better than the normal board. It makes it much easier to stand on it and to experience your first time catching a wave, even if it's a kid. So I've been trying to think how can I have people experience the magic of capoeira in an easier access. And I've been thinking that because a lot of people don't have teachers or partners to train with and creating a practice a method where you practice capoeira movements by yourself as an individual sport which is uh, similar to other methods and, and movement arts such as yoga and pilates and taking capoeira's uh, richness in movements and making it a method for self-care which treats person's physical needs getting him stronger and getting him more mobile and keeping his body young and um also touching in uh, stress release mentally and emotionally i mean more is like a movement meditation as a meditation and movement where people practice at their own time at home, maybe using a mattress and simply following sequences which is which are aimed and which are aimed to get you into a flow state mm. it's really I see it as a combination. As a combination of many stuff that I'm interested in that I practice so I have also been uh, dancing for a few years now and I see what I was talking about before as similarly to dance the I the the, the end result of this practice is is getting into a flow state where you can improvise and move Constantly in ways that are, um, what's the word? Evoke your curiosity. What's the word? Curiosity. Curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. It can be maybe there's something physically that's evoking your curiosity or any other stuff, but that's the end result where I see, which I see. And I believe if we'll have, as a capoeira community, if we'll have an individual practice, it will help people practice capoeira at home, and it will help people get into capoeira through first getting to know the physical side and different sequences that will have them ready to take on maybe a normal Class or a beginners class, because they'll be so familiar with with capoeira, with that with with that side of capoeira. Yeah, I just want to say that I'm also aimed towards that goal. That's it.
0: Fantastic. I've really enjoyed my time uh, with you and 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 hearing about your ideas and history and things. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Um, I look forward to checking out the uh, Fighting Techniques course. I'll link that in the description below. Mm. And thank you very much to the listeners as well for listening. I hope you got as much out of it as I did as well.
1: Thank you, too, share.